0: Podcast with Dan and Scott. How does God podcast? Whether you like it or not. Refresh from back in the day when that's a at the park. 7 p.m. special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses in the win. Welcome, podcast patron to the show. Leave the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. How does God podcast? And I swear ain't lying. Yeah. Leave the pen. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to a special midweek episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. Don't get too used to this. Uh, This is out of the ordinary, but big events unfolding in the golf world that uh, needed Scott and I to get on and talk about this. And amazingly, Scott, what we're about to do this episode on is almost eclipsing Phil Mickelson's major win at 50 years old.
1: Uh, Completely. So I will... uh, This is exactly the conversation I had with my my family. Uh, I said, Dan and I are going to record another podcast tonight. And they said, you recorded one yesterday. And I said, yeah, but two golfers are going to fight. And they said, okay, we get it. (laughs) Now, before
0: we get started, let me take a sip of my muscle milk, wash mm -hmm. down my complete protein cookie um, so I can get literally roided out of my head right now to get this episode started. Yeah, gotcha. I have,
1: I have my my Phil Mickelson inspired uh, cup of coffee. So let's do it.
0: And and we've got basically every golfer's drink covered except for Arnold Palmer right now.
1: That's my usual uh, podcast drink. I had it when we were recording yesterday, but today I, I opted for little Phil Mick style.
0: All right. So this episode is completely different than anything we've ever done. Really, this episode is all about Brooks Kepka. Versus Bryson DeChambeau, and this feud with, with which is is all encompassing and taking the golf world by storm, was something a while back that people thought was just kind of playful banter, some internet, uh, Twitter finger type deal, and it has it has grown into this beast, which was just completely blown open like a volcano. Uh, Monday night, Scott, you saw it, I saw it. Uh post-round Golf Channel interview hmm. from the PGA Championship has Brooks Kepka giving a post-round interview, right, with with Lewis. And yep. you've got Todd, Todd Lewis asking him a question about the round or whatever. And in the background, right behind him, as annoying as can be, comes Bryson with his metal spikes. He loves to claim that he has the longest metal spikes on tour because, of course, he does. Right. Um, He's like a walking aerator out there. He's click clacking and he's talking super loud as Brooks is trying to give this interview. Brooks rolls his eyes, cocks his head to the side, completely forgets whatever Todd Lewis is asking him and then just goes off on kind of a profanely laced tirade. Hmm. Annoyed, uh, frustrated, distracted, upset, pissed off about Bryson.
1: Well, and I... if I'm correct, Bryson was also, you know, maybe sort of interjecting himself into the interview and said something along the lines of like, oh, you, you just you just need to find the right line, man.
0: Bryson is without a doubt, even though if you look at this from the outside and you're not a golf fan, you'll say Brooks is being the bully and he's bullying Bryson. But Bryson is that wise-ass antagonist that just likes to push buttons nonstop until he gets a reaction. Brooks is the dude who will give you a guttural, ape-like reaction.
1: I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think Brooks is the aggressor in this one. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like he just wants to be left alone, play some golf. And and not really be bothered with anything, and you know, Bryson feels the need to interject himself into whatever he feels the need to interject himself into.
0: But see, I I think Brooks will obviously clap back because he did, and he'll obviously uh, stick up he, for himself.
1: He's not going to not he's not going to let anything go.
0: Well, that's that's it. I mean, Tiger is is infamous for holding grudges. Uh, Brooks might just have complete hate in his heart 24/7 which which quite honestly Scott is great for the game because like the Nicholas Palmer feud or Nicholas player or player Palmer or Phil Tiger those were all BS they're all made up by the media you know no one challenged Tiger there was never a feud uh this this is turning out to be like true high school level hatred towards each other where everybody in the school knows that at some point in time, it's about to go down. We just don't know where
1: that is a very accurate statement right there. That it, something's going to go down. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know where, um, I I keep thinking of that one scene in happy Gilmore where, um, you know, they, they play the prank on happy and he, uh, he's going to go beat up Shooter. And <laughs> yep. I, I can't remember the name of the character, but the the woman who's the, the PR person is like, well, if you do that, then I'm going to have to fill out this, have to explain why, you know, our, our Happy Gilmore beat up the tour's biggest star or whatever. I just keep thinking like in the back of my mind, like there's someone at PGA Tour headquarters going, oh no, oh no.
0: <laughs> like they're they're about to pull out that binder that's covered in dust, you know, like that the lawyer's, gave right. them or commissioned itself in, in the 20s and 30s.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so uh to add to this drama filled episode, this morning a tweet goes out about the next the match. And we've got Phil Mickelson, obviously the oldest major champion which did a podcast on him at 50 years old, right? Teaming up with Tom Brady who he has, you know, a a, a, a bromance love affair with, who he says, Tom Brady inspires me, he's my partner. Okay, we know those two are together, right? Right, yeah, that makes sense. Right, and they played the last time, okay? Uh, So who are they going to get to fill the shoes of, you know, Tiger and someone else on the other side? Because obviously Tiger's still injured. So they get DeChambeau and Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who's embroiled in his own controversy in Green Bay. So with that being said, those, those are the two groups of two that are going to compete in the next of the match mm-hmm. on July 6th, right? So Kepka throws out a tweet that basically to Aaron Rodgers says, sorry, bro, referencing yeah, yeah. having a team with Bryson. And mm-hmm. Bryson comes back. Because I told you, he is an antagonist, he's a pissant, and he's extremely intelligent, even if he's misguided at times. Comes back with what I think is one of the most classic Twitter responses, and he says, it must be nice letting me live in your head rent-free to Brooks. Like, that's gavel-banged, case closed, mic dropped.
1: Right. Um, Sure. I didn't, didn't Tiger say that to Phil?
0: Oh, before I don't know. the about
1: first that. one.
0: Um, Brooks is, but, but here's the thing Brooks is not even involved in the match.
1: No, correct? not at all. Not so at all. Good point. Bryce, Fair point. Some,
0: someone's informing Bryson. Bryson's searching for his own name, you know, on Twitter and stuff and seeing what's going on. He's searching for Brooks and, and, you know, kind of ghosting in on Brooks's tweets. So, It's hilarious because even though he's saying this, he's impacted by what Brooks is doing as well. So, you know, it's like these two idiots keep clapping back and forth at each other. And I, for one, will be super excited when it explodes because I'd much rather have tour players fight than see the idiotic crowds on 18 jumping the ropes and trying to injure the players.
1: Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Go ahead. Yeah, I keep going because I, I have a, a thought in my head. But okay.
0: Well, would you would you like me to give you and and ever and all the listeners uh, a timeline of these events and kind of how we got to this boiling point? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 2019, we got a ton of players, including Brooks Kepka, but not limited to Brooks Kepka only, criticizing DeChambeau for his slow play. Okay. At that point, you remember DeChambeau goes up to Kepka's caddy. And says, tell Brooks that he has something to say about me, about slow play, to say it to my face. Alright, remember that? I do. So then Kepka goes and confronts him on the putting green and actually says, hey, I'm saying this to your face. You're slow as F. Hurry up. Stop taking so long. The golf media, golf channel, PGA Tour kind of play it up like, hey, beef squashed, we're good.
1: Right, now, yeah, they, they 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 you know they hugged it out
0: essentially. Right, like uh, like Spieth and Patrick Reed, right? Remember that when they got paired together?
1: Right, right, right. Well, they, they legit hugged it out.
0: Yeah, they hug on the first tee. Everyone, you know, claps and applauds, and they go home happy. And the tour's like, ah, oh, we don't have a problem anymore. But these deep simmering emotions keep boiling up. Um, so shortly after that, uh, Michael Collins, ESPN caddy, our boy who we met at the Players Championship. My, uh, Michael Collins says, "Almost
1: run me over with a golf cart, no less than two times." Just, Correct. Just so,
0: and I don't think he has a vendetta against you. I think he's just a crazy driver. Now nah, he was eating a
1: hamburger one time, and I was coming around a, a tree, and he didn't see me. I totally understand it.
0: So on on you know on his uh, webisode show, Out of Bounds, they have Bryson on, they have Brooks on, and they kind of discuss the three of them. Michael Collins is basically the mediator they discussed about Bryson taking too long to hit the ball. Uh, Bryson basically says, yes, I'm very slow on the greens. I take my time, but I walk fast in between shots. Okay, it doesn't really even out, but whatever. Yeah,
1: we, we, we talked about the poor argument he made there.
0: Now, what's interesting is he did admit to being put on the clock more than once while explaining how he kind of finds himself in those situations and, you know, this, that, and the other. So that was a little nice behind the scenes that he was saying, you know, yes, I am slow and methodical on the greens. It's the most important part to me. Uh, I try to walk fast between shots, but yes, I have been put on the clock numerous times. Um, So Collins quote says, people acted like the two of y'all were going to fight, to which Bryson replies, let's be honest, we know who would win that fight and it's not me. Very telling, almost like, you know, waving the white it's, flag, if you yeah, will. Yeah,
1: it's it's deferential to, to Brooks.
0: Right. Brooks says, quote, you got that right. <laughs> DeChambeau, the last thing he says, he goes, I do want to make the game faster. He says, I would love it if it was done in two hours, and then I could just play Fortnite the rest of the day.
1: So going for is- the whole I'm a nerd kind of thing.
0: Right. and Nerd nerd
1: versus jock right here.
0: Yes, exactly. Playing himself up as like, you know, pity me, woe is me, I'm getting picked on. And kind of making it sound like, of course I want to make everything faster, but golf just can't be fast. But really laying that groundwork for saying, I'm getting picked on. Definitely. Kepka appears in the body issue. We know how that whole debacle went down. His game went to absolute you know, hell in a handbasket, mm-hmm. dumpster fire over the course of six months because he's dieting down in the, in the issue. We talked about that. I personally, as someone in the health and fitness, did not even think he looked that good. I would have gotten him with a better nutritionist. Uh, but Bryson, while live streaming on Twitch, him playing Fortnite, which he loves to do, he goes and says, look at that. Dieted down, lost his game for a little bit, and he doesn't even have a six-pack. Now, Brooks, at the time, claps back with a great tweet. Him, four of his major championship trophies, two PGA, two U.S. Open, Mm -hmm. he says, you're right, I'm actually too short of a six-pack, as he poses with those four. Very clever. Throwing it into the face of Bryson that, look, we might have an argument, you might get something in on me every once in a while, but you're still a little pissant tour pro, I'm a four-time major champion. There's a big difference.
1: Right. And didn't somewhere in there, he... he, No, no, I'm wrong. I'll, go ahead, keep going.
0: Um, So, everything kind of dies down a little bit. Why? Because we went into quarantine at this point. I mean, you know, now we're sitting like last January or so, and... Everyone's in quarantine. The tour shut down and all this stuff. And we know that Bryson makes some big, grandiose explanations about him gaining 40 pounds, increasing his swing speed. We watched it on Instagram. He kind of turns into a viral hit, kind of a caricature of, of Bryson DeChambeau. And once we get to our first tournament post-quarantine, where Bryson is bombing balls, 340, 350 off the tee, and he's two clubs longer now. Now, one of my favorite shows. So this, I've always liked Brooks Kepka because, to me, he's a, 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 I don't give an F type golfer. Like, yeah, I golf, dude, to golf and make money and do cool stuff. But, like, it's not my entire life, right? right. So I kind of like that. He's not a really one-sided dude. So he then posts a tweet of Kenny Powers, Kenny effing Powers from Eastbound and Down, when Kenny Powers was all roided up and attacking the camera for steroid allegations. And there was Mm -hmm. a lot of talk. There was a lot of behind-the-scenes and underground talk of, look, how in the world in three and a half months did Bryson gain 40 pounds of quote-unquote muscle? And I'm here to tell you, Scott, as someone that is involved in this industry and someone that has been doing this a very long time, that it is almost impossible, impossible to do that naturally and have it be muscle.
1: In, unless you have the help of air quote science.
0: Exactly. And what better person to, to be using something anabolic androgynous related than Bryson, who literally could probably sit down with, you know, a pharma- pharmaceutical doctor and say, okay, well, look, you know, I definitely need some HGH, but then I need something to cycle off of and make this whole entire plan for those three and a half months. Because honestly, Bryson got enormous. We know the swing speed increased, but the crazy part is he still had abdominal muscle. So it wasn't covered with this subcutaneous fat. So it's not like he was gaining 10 pounds of muscle over three and a half months and then 30 pounds of fat. Like it was still semi-lean body mass. And that was questioned by a lot of players. And who better to call him out on it subversively with a tweet than Brooks himself?
1: Um, uh, so far, it's looking a little shady for, uh, our, our friend.
0: Now, after and by the that-
1: friend, I mean the guy who blocked us while yes. in the lead of a major championship.
0: He who shall not be named. We'll get to that as well, Scott. We'll get to how thin skinned I think he is. So 2020, St. Jude Classic, we're, we're back, we're post-quarantine, we're playing on the PJ Tour. You remember Bryson asking for a free drop due to fire ants? Yes. Okay. Which was insane because they weren't even like in the area. There was like one ant by the ball. He was complaining to the rules official that, that there was a fire ant hill. Craziness, right? So Brooks again clowns him. And during one of the tournaments, there's a rules official near him. And jokingly, he says to him, he says, hey, you know, come on over real quick, he Goes. I saw some ants near my ball. Can I get a free lift here? Knowing full well the cameras are on him. Seize the opportunity during a tournament where he was trying to make money to clown Bryson yet again.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Just a quick side note, I, I, and yeah. I don't want to, uh, going back to the whole Bryson and, you know steroids and whatever. Like we obviously have no evidence.
0: None whatsoever.
1: Uh, none whatsoever. However, he did grow up in Modesto, which is not far from the San Francisco Bay Area.
0: We're talking uh, Balco I, here.
1: I, I, again, it's I, I I'm not saying it's a, you know, con- there's a connection, but I'm it's, it's co- really coincidental.
0: You think you think maybe he's got a little cream or the clear stashed away?
1: Who knows? Who knows what goes on? I don't even
0: know if people listening to this are even going to remember that with Barry Bonds and Balco Laboratories and, and numerous other baseball players and football players, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just figured I'd throw it out there.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I stranger things have happened, correct?
1: Exactly. And again, we're not we're not
0: accusing him of anything.
1: It's an interesting connection.
0: I, I wonder if Bryson's ever met Victor Conti in his life.
1: Who knows? Who knows? I, you know what? Uh, someone could tweet out a picture of the two of them, you know, from, you know, 2008 or something like that. When Bryson was five or right. you know, not five, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, we,
1: again, crazier things have happened.
0: All right, so this leads us, Scott, to kind of where we're going now moving forward. Uh, First off, do you think any type of physical altercation is ever going to happen between the two of them?
1: Uh, I would say no. I'd agree. Uh, Do you remember, I, I, I forget where, it was the Ryder Cup that was in France. There was supposedly a physical altercation between DJ and and. Brooks,
0: yes, on yes. the
1: plane coming back yep. or something like that. Yep, I don't even believe that that
0: happened. <laughs> I, I here, here's the deal. All right, let me, uh, let me. The, hmm. There's a lot of golfers that listen to this podcast. That's obvious. Um, yeah. most golfers at an elite level are, for the most part, coddled, soft country club kids. They've mm-hmm. never been told no. No shot is ever their fault. That's hit poorly. It's the blame is always put on someone else. Most of the time, they're not blue collar, working class, hardworking people. Yes, they're working hard on their game. I I get that. Okay, but, they but ultimately
1: probably, they're playing a game for a living.
0: Exactly. They're 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 working hard at a game. At you know, it, probably the most right. difficult game to master, which you never can. Uh, but it's a game in and of itself. You know, they didn't have manual labor jobs. They, they're they not up at, you know, 5 a.m. to sit behind a desk all day and type, you know, and, yes. and grind. They, they're not at construction sites. They probably didn't start working when they were 13 years old. I was right? going to say, they're not,
1: they're not making cones at Carvel or burgers at McDonald's.
0: It, right. Now, some of them definitely did. Take, like, an Ian Poulter. Like, that's a dude right. who literally worked yeah. his way up, Right. Right. But for the most part, they're soft, coddled individuals. With today's society, it's very simple to jump on Twitter, to jump on Instagram, to fire off something and, and seem like a tough guy. When in actuality, like, you're not a hard ass, okay? Um, like, here's a perfect example, Scott. Now, you know I used to do MMA back in the day, right? hmm Okay. So I did that for about seven, eight years until my body kind of gave out on me. Did it last and that long? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. I thought it was and maybe then, like
1: three or four, but okay.
0: No, yeah, it was. It was seven and a half years. Um, in my head, it
1: wasn't that long, but
0: <laughs> well, again, in 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 our head, we're twenty still, right? Yeah, fair enough.
1: Fair enough.
0: <laughs> so you know, my my joints started to give out. I had injuries, and then my oldest son was born, and and quite honestly, I I didn't want him to see me doing that type of stuff, and and right. kind of think that fighting was. Okay, even though it's not, you know, truly fighting like daddy. No, daddy doesn't hate that guy. I'm just trying to best him and he's trying to best me in in this combat arena. But I I digress. The reason I'm telling the story is because, you know, I don't think that I'm like a high aloof, highfalutin type guy at all. But when I was training and, and going to these smoker fights and having these amateur MMA fights, I mean... I was by far the most educated, you know, uh, high class individual there. And I'm not saying that I am. I'm just saying you're talking about people that are fighting to survive, that have nothing else, you know, that just came out of prison, that, you know, uh, are in gangs, that their faces are completely destroyed because, you know, they've been fighting for years,
1: this was a, a hobby for you to continue doing something that you had done uh, in a, in a manner of speaking, continue something you had done growing up. Correct. You know, cause uh, you know, there's no, you know, I guess, I guess there's no amateur wrestling at that level. Right. So well, the no, next right. thing would be MMA
0: style wrestling. Right. Right. But it would always blow my mind because I'd get done with sparring and I'd get done with practice and get done with fights. And I'm like, man, I've got to go into work and teach the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't come in with a broken nose or a black eye or shins that are black and blue. And I'd right, see people right, right. Come, come and go all the time. And they're like, I'm like, dude, your nose is broken. Like your eyes are completely sunken in. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm a mechanic. No one sees me all day. You know? And I, I kind of realized like, okay. Right. We're, we live in two different worlds.
1: Right. And I used to explain that to other people. Like, like uh, you know, I can't go out and, and drink on a random Wednesday night because I'd be on stage in front of teenagers at 730 in the morning. Right. And, you know, it's, it's a very different when you're, you know, in, when you're in education, like it's a very different like job. Like people are watching you.
0: You're on stage.
1: Literally all the time.
0: So I I tell this story not to show my toughness or anything like that, but to show how these two individuals try to come across as being hard and being tough when in actuality they live a very coddled lifestyle and if push came to shove, I don't think either of them would know what to do in a fight situation people the media will, will hype it up and talk about it all the time they're like, oh what a great match this would be well oh, they're fight. No, look, it would be awful. It would be like, you know, two sixth graders just flailing at each other, limbs all over the place, and it would be broken up, you know, in seconds.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say maybe maybe Brooks has had some personal training sessions that have involved boxing. I'd agree on that. Um, but that's very different than when someone else is throwing at you.
0: Before we get into the tail of the tape and our fictional match that we're going to set up to end this podcast, Scott, let's do an ad read for Eagles and Arrows.
1: Let's do an ad read for Eagles and Arrows because I will, uh, I'll, I'll full disclosure today. I got home and waiting for me, uh, on the doorstep was a box from eagles and arrows i knew it was coming i didn't think it was going to come so quickly uh with their uh new one of their new hats uh grant sent me a, a picture of about eight different hats and said which one do you want i told him which one i wanted and he sent me a picture of their new polo shirts that they have coming out and said they come in four different colors what color do you want and I guess it's two or three days later now. Yeah, three days later, because I think it was Sunday he texted me. Uh, three days later, they were here on my doorstep, and you know what? They looked awesome in the picture, and they're even better in real life.
0: All right, so what color did you get?
1: I got navy, because the hat I got um, is like a two-tone navy and white. So, it, it you know, I figure put a whole outfit together, script myself a little apparel if I ever do get to play golf. I, I know what I'm wearing.
0: Well, and I I know we can't post pictures or anything like that. Uh, You can go to www.eaglesandarrows.com and on Instagram, eaglesandarrowsco, eaglesandarrowsco. But Scott, give us just a little bit of rundown on the shirt, material, placard style, et cetera, et cetera.
1: So uh, first of all, and one of my favorite things about the shirt, so it it has like a four-button placard, um, placket, I guess it is, um, which isn't something I would normally wear because it it just doesn't always look good on me, but I tried this one on and it actually does because it's not like too like out there, it sort of blends in. Um and my favorite part of the shirt and this you almost never see on a polo, it has a pocket, but the pocket has like a like a patch like over it, like a it button's closed. You again, I've never seen it on a polo shirt and I think it's awesome. It's very different and I can't wait to wear it, like, out in public.
0: Well, I'm sure you'll look great. Anyone that gets it, once they are released, will look great. Go to the website, eaglesandhours.com, order yourself something. Uh, use the code LEAVETHEPIN15 for 15% off. And it's just a great deal all around.
1: And, and again, it's it's performance fabric. It, you know, it feels nice and soft. It definitely, It's definitely something that's going to make its way into my – rotation of, of regular just golf shirts and just if I have to go out somewhere, you know, maybe want to dress up for like a barbecue or something like that. That might be the first shirt I reach for.
0: Love it. I love seeing them grow. All right, Scott, let's go to the tail of tape. We're gonna set up a fictional match now between Brooks Kepka and Bryson D. And I don't think an MMA fight is gonna cut it. I think this needs to be a knockdown, drag out, WWE professional wrestling style event. Do you agree?
1: Uh, yes, I definitely do. Um, for, before we, are we going to have like one of the buffer brothers, like, let's get ready to rumble at the beginning of this?
0: Um, let me see. I don't think it should be him. I think it should be one of us.
1: Perfect. Okay. I'm good. Could we get Nance to do it?
0: Uh, that might be great. I actually, I would love Gary Player to do it. Uh, Sold. Because then he could talk about himself and how fit he is for 20 minutes uh, while the guys mm-hmm. get prepped and warmed up.
1: Sold. Done.
0: All right. So Brooks Kepka, standing in at six feet tall, 205 pounds, 31 years old, turned pro in 2012, played at Florida State University from West Palm Beach, Florida, versus Bryson D. from the U.S., six foot one, 235 pounds, 27 years old, Southern Methodist University grad. And he is from, as Scott afferently mentioned before, Modesto, California. Now, Scott, we have a little
1: East Coast, West Coast thing going right now. There's
0: a little bit of rivalry there. And the first thing a WWE style event needs is entrance music. So here are two songs that I picked. And this is going to be Bryson's entry music. Are you ready? It's,
1: by the way, it either has to be Mr. Roboto or he blinded me with science or she blinded me with science.
0: Scott, you got it. Blinded me by science. All right, off the golden age of the wireless, Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science and I can see this antagonist strutting down. Uh, Ric Flair style with a sequin gown on, got a big belt around him, maybe a long drive belt.
1: No, no sequin gown. It's gotta be a lab coat,
0: Uh, a sequin lab coat. He's, 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 he's probably got maybe a beaker in one hand, a ruler in the other. He's got the belt around his waist. Protractor. You know, he's bouncing down there to the ring, jumping around. Okay. Now, he picks that song because he is the self-proclaimed scientist. Um, Bryson, honestly, does not seem like a dude to me that's probably into good music uh, or into music at all. So he would probably go and Google songs that include the name Science in them, and then he would pick that one, right? Fair enough. Okay. Now, Brooks, Brooks to me, Scott, is like, the self-proclaimed badass of the PGA Tour. But I don't think he listens to a cool heavy song. He listens to probably like a real cliche heavy song and thinks that it's super awesome and super cool. Okay. Here's Brooks's entrance music. Brooks is coming out with Clubber Lang. Brooks is coming out like Clubber Lang, Scott. You think he's putting on that much of a show? Yeah, he's jumping up and down. He's like, I'm full of testosterone. I'm all man. I got Jenna Sims on my arm. Well, I was going to say, he's got to bring belt.
1: Jenna Sims out like Miss Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, like Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Perfect. Okay. I I,
1: I could also see him just like walking down all nonchalant like whatever like i gotta fight this guy now okay cool let's do well, it. well
0: there's there's a pro wrestler right now in AEW. his name is orange cassidy and his entire shtick his entire persona is just nonchalant he does these little like slow motion kicks to people his hands are always in his pocket it's hilarious um hmm. Brooks, you know, I I do feel like every once in a while, Brooks probably plays a song like that in his car and just thrashes, headbangs, and is like, damn, this is the heaviest song ever made. (laughs) Because, again, I think he's so sheltered, he probably doesn't listen to good music either.
1: Right, right. Well, he was in Europe for a while, too, so, you know, I like the metal.
0: So, so I, I, I feel like they get to the ring, and you know they hit a few moves and stuff like that. But, but what makes a great wrestling match, Scott?
1: Uh, well, obviously, you know the like what goes on like in the side action,
0: right? Yeah. I, I, so I'm I'm thinking a run in.
1: Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Something else that's happening. Some you know, uh, like an ally or something that runs in, or, or someone who beef with both of them. And you're not sure like whose side they're going to be on, and they either clear the ring out or they take someone's side.
0: Okay, so that's brilliant. So I'm thinking the same thing. And I'm thinking the lights go out, and running down, right, the ramp, not the stairs, because we know he's not good on stairs. Running mm-hmm. down the ramp is DJ with a steel chair.
1: Okay, okay. He gets,
0: he gets the both. Both guys are wobbly. He gets to the middle of the ring, and the crowd's going insane because DJ's made his appearance. But you don't know which one he's going to hit with the steel chair.
1: Right, right, right. Because he's, you know, theoretically, him and Brooks have been friends for a while, but you hear that there's beef between the two of them, and I, I guess Brooks left Joey D, and that's caused some problems. I don't know.
0: So I kind of feel like DJ cracks Brooks over the head, knocks him out, right? Helps Bryson up, and Bryson's like, oh my god, thank you, dude. Like, You're my bro. Goes to hug him, and then DJ cracks him over the head as well. Uh,
1: Okay. And that's I, it. I, didn't, I could and, definitely see that I, DJ DJ being the winner of the match.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't get any further than that. I think they both lay there like a like a bunch of adults um, because that's what I think is going to happen with this feud. Scott, you know, with, with the PGA Tour given 40 million out for players who have the best social interaction stuff. I think this is a farce. I think Bryson and Brooks are in it together. I think they're trying to split think, that money that the PJ Tour is going to give out. You think it's a work? I think it's a 100% work. It's complete BS. It sells more pay-per-view buys for the match. It gets Bryson in another commercial. They're always on Twitter. They're always on Instagram. They're always over social media. It gives the Golf Channel something to talk about. I think the entire industry is in on this work. I'm laying a pipe bomb right now for you here.
1: Uh, you know what? It that that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense.
0: So, with I, all that I, being said, right, the whole episode we just did, I truly feel like it's an absolute inside job.
1: You know what else I'd like to see happen? I'm almost more than DJ running with a chair. I, I want Elon Woods to run in with a nine iron. <laughs>
0: I mean, at this point, we could just have a ton of people, you know, whatever,
1: whatever her name is now.
0: Yeah. Elin Nordgren. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, tiger could, could crutch down and hit them both with a crutch. You know, I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways you can go. But, but that look, that's my take. My take right here, right mm. now, on episode 149, is I truly believe this is an inside work. It's a farce. It's a joke. Don't buy into it. Until I see blood and fists flying, prove me wrong. Uh,
1: so uh, it definitely could happen. I, th- there's so many different, like, a- and I, as I, I'm not a, a huge wrestling fan, as you know. Um, I, I've been known to go to events and find out after they're over that they were a pay-per-view. Uh, what you mean, like, is this a pay-per-view? Is this a pay-per-view? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there, there are definitely like wrestling isms that I think would like translate well to the golf world. Like, you know, someone could like jump tiger. Like he's, he's maybe like trying to like make his way out to the ring to like bring some peace to it. Cause you know, Ryder cups, president's cups coming up, the two have to you know be teammates. He's trying to like, so, you know, solve the issue and maybe like chase Kepka takes him out. And then like, Ricky and JT come and beat up Chase Koepka. Like <laughs> It's like Tiger's stable right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know what? All it does is increase everyone's social media presence yep. and makes more money for other people, you know? That's, that's going to
1: be Tiger's stable, the Jupiter boys.
0: All right, Jupe Life boys right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They can have their own get-ups and, and everything.
1: Oh, this is, this is going to be – this is a problem because now all these thoughts are going to be going through my head for the rest of the day.
0: Well, the good, the good thing is, Scott, is that just like the pro wrestling world, the pro golf world is ever evolving. And I'm sure tomorrow morning there will be something else going on.
1: Uh, yeah. Once the, once the tournament starts, pretty much everyone's going to forget that this is going on. We'll, but, we'll get to, we'll get to Friday. Someone will hit like a crazy like chip in somewhere, and that'll be the end of the whole the whole beef. It'll just be squashed, cause like Paul Casey will like hole out from like the middle of the fairway.
0: I just I just want someone in golf media to have the balls to stand up in a press conference and be like, "All right, Brooks, listen, like, cut the crap, just tell us right now, it's a work, right? Like this is all a joke? It's a work." Just trying to get some engagements, just trying to get some likes, stuff like that, right, dude? And I would love for Brooks to be like, Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> and then be like, all right, cool. And then ask them the next question. Like, tell me about the shot you hit on eighteen.
1: What's that like uh I, I guess Snoop Dogg has like a boxing or whatever it is that they're calling it. Um like a boxing he promotes fights somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like triller or something like that. Um I'd like to see him like be like, yeah, you know, guys want to fight, fight here, you know, off season. I'll give you each, you know, 2 million bucks and come have at it.
0: Well, Mike Tyson's part of that as well. So you've got some legitimacy. Oh, is that where that was there? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's why all his stuff is on that. But hey, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, back to our regular schedule programming later on next week. Or who knows, maybe not till the U.S. Open. I guess we'll see.
1: Anything could happen.
0: All right, people. Either get busy golfing or get busy dying.
1: Take care. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle.
0: At Eagles and Arrows, we supply timeless style and high-quality golf essentials. We strive to provide the personal attention that consumers deserve. We're taking extra steps to personally and thoughtfully design our goods to bring you the best products out there. In 2021, we are releasing a new head club cover every month. We're releasing several new hat designs, including the Tremendous Slouch, which is on our website right now. We're also doing custom designs on our gloves and all of our leather goods. At the end of the day, we're all about living life to its fullest and enjoying this amazing game that we love with great people. Love golf, live life. Eagles and arrows. Check us out on Instagram at Eagles and Arrows Co. and online at www.eaglesnarrows.com.